What's up, people? This episode is sponsored by Lucia Rivers Harry, nutritionist, chemical engineer, and director of Nutrition is Medicine, a nutrition online business specializing in microbiome and nutrigenomic testing, consulting, nutrition plans, and the NIM Learning Hub membership. Lasia believes gut health and the interaction of key genes is fundamental to the root cause of health issues and resolving those issues. Lucia is offering all Primodcast subscribers and listeners 10% off all microbiome and gene testing packages. Get on it, people. Simply add Primod at checkout and the discount will apply. I'll attach a link in the description of this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Podcasting. Podcasting from Sydney, Australia. This is the Primodcast. Independent, unfiltered, and uncensored. Beginning in three, two, one. Bison, thanks so much for being here, man. How are you? Uh, my pleasure to be here, and uh, I'm doing all right. Thank you so much for having me. Mate, it's an absolute pleasure. I um, Before we get into it, um, mate, I was tagged in, just so the audience know, um, I was tagged in a few of your posts uh, last week. Uh, that really caught my attention. Um, and look, first of all, mate, it's incredibly courageous as to what you're doing. I understand that it's not easy to speak about the things you've been speaking about, um, even though it should be, let's be honest, they're personal, they're true. You should have no problem uh, speaking about them. But unfortunately, in the current climate, um, it's very difficult. So, uh, mate, first of all, it, I said it's, it's a courageous thing you're doing. Uh, but also it's, it's, you know, it's one of those stories that it, it touches the nerves and it's extremely sad and disappointing. There you go on. Yeah. I was, it, it's, it's polarizing. Um, a topic, a topic like this is definitely polarizing and that's the problem because if I go onto a certain media um, and let's, for the sake of conversation, divide it into uh, blue and red, which sucks, but you know, I don't think medicine should be politicized and I don't think health should be politicized. But if I go into like a, a, a right-leaning media, I'm kind of preaching to the choir. And then if I go into the other side of that equation, I'm getting backlash or my words get changed and uh, taken out of context. So um, I think that's a really big issue that people need to think about because, um, it, you know, if, if we just, if we only talk to people that agree with us, we just create a, an echo chamber of the same ideas and they don't get, they don't get, we don't unify. And I'm here to try to unify both sides. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's unfortunate because what I've noticed, I mean, it's probably been happening for a while, but I've really noticed that the last few years is that unfortunately we get caught up in, in echo chambers, not of our own doing. I feel like a lot of the time, as you said, your story isn't well received from one side and that sort of shuts down any discussion and debate regarding the topic. Um, but as you said, if you talk to the other side, you, you're preaching to the choir and everyone's, you know, it doesn't surprise anyone uh, yeah. because we've been hearing the same thing now for a long time, but it's, um, we get, we get stuck in that. I mean, the goal of, I started this show originally, uh, just quickly was to get, you know, the people that have been silenced 
um, and weren't able to to get their message out. The idea was to get those people on and let them speak and, and get their message out. But, um, you know, they, we're then running to the problem that, you know, people on the other side aren't necessarily tuning in yeah. to, to these, these conversations. So it's well, a tricky it's, place to navigate. It's very, it's, it's, uh, it's understandable. You know, if you take the perspective of either, either side of this kind of polarization, you need to think about like who the real enemy is. I don't like the word enemy. It has a negative connotation, but the, the division that's been caused and the polarization that trickles down even to personal relationships where partners disagree with each other. Um, you know, you have to take a look at what was the cause of this division and where, why are people arguing in such an aggressive manner over this? Now, I can, I can make the argument that for, this is coming from somebody who maybe a year ago or maybe a year and a half ago was telling everyone to get vaccinated, uh, vaccinated to, uh, to, that, to go with science, to follow the science. Um, I'm pro-evidence-based science. I, 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 I want, you know, I'm, I'm a science fanatic. I love it. Um, but, you know, I also need to make sure people know that science isn't a dogmatic science is a tool. And if we go to a, a restaurant and we have a psychopathic chef who puts poison in food and hurts people, we're not going to say restaurants are bad boycott restaurants. We're going to blame the chef and hopefully fix the problem that way. Um, the same is with science because the scientific method method itself is to find the objective truth in something without without this without emotion and somehow along the way emotion has taken over and i can understand it now if i switch to the other side i can understand this emotion because if people have been um and like myself was injured um if people have been injured and when they were injured or if even if they saw foresaw it before their injury they said no don't do this this is this is a bad idea um they were speaking from a perspective of caring for people and love for people and we need to think about that because on both sides, there is love. On, 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 on one side, you have people saying, please get this vaccine so you don't hurt people. And on the other side, you have people saying, don't get it uh, because it could, it could hurt you. And we don't think that it's been tested or it has gone through rigorous scientific analysis. And so both perspectives are approaching from a, a loving standpoint, mm. but somewhere in the middle where they meet, we get people saying, you know, pointing fingers at each other. No, F you, no, F you, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. And I think that the answer to solving this is not, is not pointing fingers or yelling at each other anymore. It's to remove that, that veil of, of polarization and to realize that both sides are coming from a place of compassion and empathy and to especially 
for the ones that have treated others in a harsh way or have said you're wrong and made them gaslit them or made them feel a certain way for a long time, it's understandable that these people would feel angry. It's understandable that humans are humans and we we are all subject to being flawed and we're, we're emotional creatures. And uh, once we can see things from both sides of the argument, only then can we have a conversation that truly unifies everything and allows us to join together as a group and solve the problem from a perspective of love as opposed to a, spec a perspective of hatred, which I, I, I don't think is the right way forwards. Yeah, no, very well said. That's exactly that's that's exactly what we're dealing with and i do feel like uh, look i was very skeptical of look i've worked in uh prior to the mandates i was employed uh, in the mental health industry so i had a lot of dealings with clients with medications and with health systems and i've seen a lot and i've always been incredibly skeptical of pharmaceutical companies for various reasons uh, but they're not exactly the most honest and trustworthy um, organizations in the world. So, of course, when the vaccine rolled out, even prior to that, when they were speaking about it, I was always skeptical because I know their main objective is, and I say this, I've said this many times, their main objective is is profit. They're a business. They have to well, make money. Yeah. Well, to your to your point about making money, I I think that it's important to note that every business is uh that, that i mean it's it's in the name business so mm -hmm. they they you know if, if you're going to start a company like from example a record label or if you're going to try and make music and build a career off it you want to make money the issue here is that playing with people's lives that's a little different. Um, that's not to say that there are companies out there that, uh, you know, there, there are companies that are doing awful things that we won't need to talk about. Um, but I, I think it's just very important to note that um, medicine in general and, and people's health is something that I think deserves a little more scrutiny and a, a little more investigation than what you would put into say someone selling seashells on the beach because yeah, you are dealing with people's health and their livelihood so yeah. in that circumstance um yes it's i mean i i would never say that a pharmaceutical company shouldn't make money but i would say the way they go about it needs to be very careful because the stakes are higher yeah no, that's right. And look, I've got no problem with any business making money, including pharmaceutical companies. But, you know, unfortunately, when there's money to be made, um, you know, shortcuts are taken. Oftentimes, there's a, a certain degree of deceit. Yeah. Um, so, I, as I said, I was always skeptical of them. But, you know, once it rolled out and I first heard a video and I had my own opinion. I didn't really have an opinion, to be honest. I didn't have the facts or, or data in front of me. So, I was just going with the flow and then I, I heard a few doctors starting to speak out about it and they had a few issues with the studies and the methods they used um, during the very minimal, I stress, 
very minimal testing process and trial process, should I say. So on that basis, I started to listen to them and, and I actually got one on the show, on my show, uh, because I noticed that this guy wasn't allowed to speak, that every time yeah. he would speak, he was getting censored or being shut down or having his accounts deleted. And I thought, well, hold on, this guy is an expert in his field. Why aren't they allowing this guy to speak? I mean, that's bizarre. May I ask who that was? Uh, Dr. Peter McCullough. Okay, I've heard the name. Yeah. So do, do you know why, um, what, what particular policy he breached? Um, or I'm not sorry, that sounded like a loaded question. Um, is there any evidence to support why he may have been censored? Well, uh, in terms of, no, not really. I mean, the guy, well, this is when they all started with the misinformation policies across the social media networks. And, but again, who are the ones that are sitting in the back determining what's fact and what's fiction? I mean, so, so grab that sentence, take the question mark away and look at the first word. Mm. Who? Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly right. And, and I'd like to think that we should be able to trust those people in that decision-making process. But unfortunately, as we've all grown to, I'm sure you're aware of, of what goes on behind the scenes. There's a lot of financial incentives. There's a lot of corruption. There's a lot of conflicts of interest. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's dirty. The whole thing's dirty. So, you know, that's why I think now we all know why um, he went through that process at, you know, at the beginning and that straight away, I thought, well, you know, this guy's an expert in his field, not only an expert, the guy is one of the best in his field, period. And I thought, well, you know, just a year ago, this guy was was being given awards and, and you know, recognised for his incredible achievements throughout his career. Now they've turned on him. That's unusual. I mean, if, if what they're saying is true and what he's saying is wrong, then let them have a, an open, you know, respectful debate and yeah. let, let the you know, let the science come out on top and let us make our own mind up. But that was, that was a red flag immediately from the get go. So I think you and I would definitely agree on free speech here. I think Absolutely. that, I mean, free speech is, uh, I lived in America for 10 years and the constitution in America is very, um, well, I won't say too much about it, except that I very much loved the, the right to free speech. And I think that, what we're seeing is in censorship today is like modern day book burning. Um, you know, back in the day, Hitler would burn books, which is a poor choice of words, but um, silencing opposition only leads to one thing, and that is totalitarianism. Absolutely. And, and that's what we've seen, and it's unfolded. And it looked just two days ago, um, I had a conversation with with Dr. McCullough and they've just stripped him of uh, his, he was an editor-in-chief at, at two major journals. He's now lost that position and he's been, um, they've stripped him of his um, accredit, uh, medical uh, accreditation across uh, internal medicine and cardiology, even though he's had decades of perfect performance, thousands of peer-reviewed studies, they've just stripped it off him just like that. Um, yeah. so it's, it's, did you read my essay? Uh, no, I couldn't find it. I was looking for it.
Okay, so I, I, I wrote an essay. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up because I think you might find this of interest. Um, yeah, absolutely. So it, it was on Substack, I think. Was it someone's Substack? You wrote? Uh, it was Dr. Malone's Substack. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll jump down to, uh, I guess, the, the main points here. Let's get them out of the way first because yep. I think that these are the these are some things that are just straight facts. Yep. You know, I, I don't want to be here to I mean we can we we can discuss anything we want from from whether dinosaurs had feathers to you know whatever, but let's 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 kick off with some cool facts. Cool facts. All right, so the, so I, like I continue to suffer from severe ongoing pain. I've been diagnosed with neuropathy. Um, and neuropathy slash nerve damage is a known side effect of the Moderna spike vaccine. I have that in writing from the Queensland Health Ombudsman and the Queensland government. Not that I need it because it's already known and, and well peer reviewed. Um, neuropathy wasn't listed on any of my consent forms and I have copies of all my consent forms. So I wasn't given informed consent and any doctor, no matter which side of the political spectrum you're on, which shouldn't affect being a doctor at all, uh, should know about informed consent and duty of care. Uh, in Australia, doctors are investigated and they're disciplined if they confirm in writing that a COVID vaccine has caused a patient injury. Um, I went to five different doctors and all of them behind closed doors said, I know what this is, but if I write it down, I'll lose my job. That is terrifying. That's, that's censorship right there. terrifying. Yeah. Um, so, you know, while I was in the hospital and I had uh, neuropathy and I was, I, I had a lot of trouble moving my limbs and um, I was uh, somewhat paralyzed. Um, I was told to get a second vaccine. Who in their right mind, especially neurologists would recommend a medication to someone suffering from neuropathy that that medication will cause could cause in very rare cases and i don't know how rare because we can't talk about it because mm. we don't we don't have the information um a medication that could cause it again and it did cause it again and sent me back to hospital um in Australia, if a doctor has been negligent or a patient has been mistreated or misdiagnosed, they can lodge a complaint to APRA. So that's the Australian Health Practitioner, um, what, administrative agency, sorry. And uh, basically they're, they're the one, they're ones who police doctors. Um, so I, I personally submitted a formal complaint to, to the Queensland Health Ombudsman about that. Uh, the reply that I got was, yes, the Moderna spike vaccine can cause in very rare cases neuropathy yes we acknowledge that you're advised to take a second one no we're going to do nothing about it so doctors are conveniently uh they're indemnified mm. um and uh i worry about this i worry about this because i mean they, they really you know they should have finished me off uh because what's happened is they've created a person of critical thought and someone who loves science like myself and now i've seen the bad side of 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 what's going on um well i'll die i'll die on this hill fighting this because there are so many people out there that are misrepresented there are people out there that, that, that getting turned 
like a blind eye. They, 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 they're not able to get their story out. Um, they're scared to t- talk about their story. Um, I'm not scared. Like, go for it. Take away my social media. Watch what happens. They'll just double my audience. Uh, I've I've taken all of the protocols to to make sure that happens. Uh, you know, I I I mean this is the thing. I I've I've made it very clear that like strip me of my social media, and I have safeguards in place that they will only double my audience everywhere. So try it. Go on. And if anyone's watching this who who disagrees me with me, give it a go. Give it a go and watch what happens. I've got an army of people and 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 an army of people with love that will make sure that they have my back. So really we're, we're at a turning point now. We're at a point where, where yes, I have come forward. Um, I appreciate that you called me brave for doing that, but honestly, I don't really think it's more brave more than it is just uh, necessary because I think, I mean, it's my belief that complacency when you see injustice is just as bad as the act itself. So I, it, it wasn't really an option for me to be complacent. I, I like, I'm lucky. I'm a lucky one. Like I, I talk a lot to people that thousands of people that have neuropathy, ones that are in, you know, in wheelchairs and can't move and they can't speak up for themselves. So I'm, I'm the voice for that now. Uh, at, at least I'll try. Mate, well, look, it is, it is, courageous i know you may not think so but i think you're being a little bit harsh on yourself there it's definitely courageous because i've spoken to hundreds of people maybe thousands of people in the past 12 to 18 months you know that have been in a very similar situation to yourself that haven't spoken up because they were you know afraid of of being you know ridiculed by their peers and and by social media companies and all the rest of it. And they just felt more comfortable, I guess, just almost suffering in silence. And, you know, well, I've got thick skin and this is the thing I I've made five albums. Uh, I've toured the world. I've, I've been to the, um, like I've been to, what do you call it? The DMC. No, getting my terms mixed up. The, 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 the border between South Korea and North Korea. I've, I've been right there. Um, I, I've, I've seen the world. I've been to the Taj Mahal. I've been to the Great Wall of China so many times. But I, I, I've seen everything at, and I'm 35. Uh, I don't have anything to lose. My, I've lived enough and partied enough for uh, hundreds of people. So really uh, at this point, um, good luck to anyone. You know, if I, if I go missing, thankfully you're recording this but yeah. i'm not but i'm but i'm not really worried I'm, I'm not worried about this um also i'm not i'm not stating things that aren't true i'm i'm not here to say misinformation what i'm giving you is information i'm telling you about the bill that just passed in australia that has changed the wording to public confidence now a lot of people would say okay that sounds good but it's very vague what what is public confidence okay so public confidence should be um the 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 best the best available science well question this who decides that who decides what the best available science is uh i think we have a pretty good idea of who lobbies politicians um and i would worry that that bureaucrats and 
corrupt people would get in the way of this public confidence. And also, if you think about it, uh, there there are now there's now wording in this in this legislation that that even talks about things like climate change. And now I'm not going to speak to that. I I mean we could spend a whole podcast arguing about whether it's human caused or not. Um, I know what my answer is. I'm not going to argue with you on it. I'm 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 pro evidence based science. But what I'll tell you is that if there's a natural disaster. Uh, you better believe that's going to have medical repercussions. And when it does have medical repercussions, it's going to be declared a state of emergency. And when it's de declared a state of emergency, well, public confidence comes into play. And then at that point, we're going to have to go with, well, the doctors are going to have to go with what was decided as public confidence. So, and um, that's concerning in itself, because what if public confidence means that uh, you have to have something else put into you, a medication you don't want. So let, let me stop you there very quickly. So the legislation, what, what legislation are you referring to exactly? Uh, okay, so if you want it exactly, well, I'm just going to my water. Let me get that for you. Um, while I find it, thank you so much for having me here on your, on your podcast. Well, any time, man. Um, so I'm going to find it because... I, I I don't I I expect to be fact checked. It's it's that, but also just to make sure that everyone listening, uh, that we're all on the same page and we know what we're talking about. <clears throat> yeah, I, I encourage everyone. I've, you know, I encourage everyone if they hear something that they're not sure about, uh, then to do their own research and look into it some more because that's absolutely crucial. So. Uh, that's why I just asked everyone to, to clarify what exactly they're speaking about. So anyone that wants to look into it more and do their own research into it, they can do that. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, I'll refer to the health practitioner regulation, national law um, and other legislation amendments bill uh, 2022. It just passed in the state of Queensland. Um, it's soon to be adopted all over Australia, which is worrisome. Um mm. And it's, yeah, Australia-wide. Uh, the changes proposed would give the Australian Health Practitioner Regulation Agency, APRA, the Medical Board of Australia, the power to sanction doctors for expressing their professional opinion based on their assessment of the best available science if it undermines public confidence, health and safety. The proposed change to national law significantly interferes with the doctor-patient relationship and is potentially disastrous for patient care. So, Jesus um, Christ, that's not, um, that's very worrying. It's worrying and it's worrying because, you know, it can go over people's heads. They're going to go, okay, he's just reading stuff. But I really need people to understand this. So this, this bill, this reform that was not meant to include this has very vague wording and that vague wording is is in two words public confidence and it has passed in queensland now and it's soon to pass all over australia and comparably um in california uh it recently passed legislation as well although the pandemic has been declared over um state of california didn't receive the memo bill ab2098 if you want to look it up 
uh, was signed into law on September 30th, 2022. Its powers can impose career-ending penalties for doctors who use their own training and experience to treat patients or express a different opinion that goes against government health consensus. This law has the potential to devastate the medical profession and stifle innovation. And um, so well, when, I, when I say that, I, I want you to think about, think about when... Um, I, I'm not going to get the dates right, so I won't even try. But if you go back in time, you can imagine. Um, so there was a doctor who discovered that uh, just by washing their hands after delivering a baby, they would reduce the risk of death by uh, a huge amount, um, yeah. orders of magnitude. And uh, so little discoveries like that are are made along the way science science is a method like i said it's a tool to to work out what's true and what's not true objectively it's not meant to be dogmatic um now if we had these kinds of laws in place then and that doctor was considered to be going against public confidence that may never have been taught in schools like it is now and we might not know that washing our hands is a good thing um and what, what, what exactly is public confidence what does that mean it's a so, very broad term that could exactly. mean a million different things so that's that's the point and that's that's why i'm, I'm glad you're asking me and why we're having the confident the the conversation um public confidence is if you take it on its face value or on a surface level it reads as though it's okay the public is confident in it but what people need to question is who is deciding what public confidence is because mm. are you voting uh is everyone else out here voting to tell us what we're confident in who is making the decision of what public confidence is that's the point that's the thing i'm trying that's the that's the whole the the, the the message i'm trying to get here so when when people listen to your podcast and they hear these words from me don't take it from me please i'm i'm not a i'm not a scientist I, i'm a musician that cares i want you to look up this well you don't even have to look it up i want you to think about did you ever make a decision yourself? Did you ever, did you ever get a piece of paper in your mailbox or an email asking you what you're confident in? I know I'm confident in my doctor. I know that my doctor has my best interests at heart. Um, and I'm sure that a lot of your viewers would potentially agree that they, their doctors have their best interests at heart. But what happens when the wording in these, in this legislation gets changed to public confidence. Now we have to raise the question, who is deciding public confidence? And ask that question loud, be loud about it. I, I don't want to incite violence. I don't want to, I don't agree with it. I don't agree, agree with any kind of, any kind of thing that, that is dangerous to other human beings, but really ask the question loud and clear, who decides public confidence? Because if it's not us, the people, it's, an agency that's doing it behind closed doors. Now ask the question, who is the agency? Well, we know APRA is the one policing doctors. So who's telling APRA what to do? And then now let's look at that and work out public confidence. 
who's 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 the, the decider behind that and and i implore every single one of your viewers to find that out because if you can find that out then you can call them out if you find out who that person is or who that agency is call them out on it and say how do you know this is public confidence how, uh, like how do you know that we're confident in this because if an emergency happens or a crisis is declared then doctors are going to have to be forced to do what they're told to do and they won't be able to fulfill their oath which is do no harm the, the whole this whole thing and that doctors are essentially being told that they're not allowed to use their you know their professional judgment on matters if it goes against the general consensus which i think was that was uh, applicable to the Californian law you read out just before. Um, I mean, well, what are they doing then? Look, what do we have doctors for if they're just going with, uh, you know, if they're being told to do a certain, like they have to use discretion because everyone is different. And that's something that when I, when I look back at the beginning of the rollout of, of the, the vaccine rollout, they're treating it like a blanket rule that everyone needs to get it. Everyone's at risk. Everyone needs X amount. I'm thinking, well, ev- not everyone is the same. You can't just make one rule for all. We're all different. And it seems like, based on my very, very limited understanding of what you've just read out to me, that's how they intend to police any future events. So I can tell you firsthand that since I've started to look into this, it's very important to not blame doctors. Um, blaming, Blaming just a group is not a good idea. Uh, We need to look at each individual and their merit and and where their heart is. And doctors can be beautiful and kind and caring, but also scared Mm. and they can be agreeable. Doctors can be wrong and doctors can be right. When that's why we need to have second opinions. And that's why in science we have peer-reviewed studies because science only works if, if people can question these things. Uh, at one time in history, people thought the uh, Earth was the center of the, the universe. And I, I was at Galileo. Uh, I think it was ridiculed for quite some time before they worked out that we're just a tiny little piece of the corner of the, of the Milky Way, which makes up billions of galaxies and so on um but but the thing is we can't blame doctors what we need to do is look at who is governing those doctors and we need to look at who is telling that governing agency what public confidence is because it's not far away we are so close to censorship in at that at such an extreme level that your doctor is going to be scared to tell you the truth and i i sound like i'm i'm creating fear and i i hope i'm not i i hope i'm creating curiosity more than fear and i hope i'm creating a love of science and a love of the pursuit of curiosity uh but yeah i i i I think it's so important that we 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 don't blame doctors because doctors are actually under attack. They're the ones they're the ones that are under attack right now. And through that, we are we the people of Australia are affected. 
yeah and it, it's yeah people need to stop and i've said this many many times and i understand that people um have been very angry over the past two years and myself included i've been very angry at times and I think we always, when we're angry at a situation, especially a situation that's so broad, there's so many moving pieces that I think we instinctively look for a person or a group of people that we can point our fingers at and go, it's because of them. And I feel like doctors have, have copped a lot of that, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but there's also been many ones that have, have sort of said, you know what, um, fuck it, I'm just going to come out and, and say exactly how it is and what I'm seeing. But what we're seeing is, and this is something that, I'm really trying to get across to people at the moment is when I've raised these issues with family members, friends, and just, you know, people on social media and they've asked me a question. And that question is, well, you know, if this vaccine is causing these problems, why aren't more doctors coming forward about it and speaking up? And I'd like to oh. use now this, the, the example of, of, of Dr. McCullough that because he spoke up and went against the, the narrative, he has now had his life, work destroyed his reputation destroyed his careers essentially ended um for speaking up so okay yes the people that are at top aren't calling up doctors each doctor and saying listen don't say anything but it's just it's an effect of doctors can see what's happening to other doctors around them and they're afraid. oh yeah and and i've witnessed firsthand doctors telling me that other doctors are getting incentivized to um, dob other doctors in to basically knock on them to 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 wrap them out because if if one doctor well I don't I don't want to say the reasons why I, I always want to remain as factual as I can but but it is important to note that that this is this is not misinformation that I'm giving you. I'm giving you the information that I know. Uh, I, I have I have spoken to hundreds of doctors now, and they are either scared or oblivious or pretending to obliv be oblivious. Or, I mean, you've got to think about it from their perspective as well. They've studied for seven years, maybe gone into a specialty. They have a family. They've maybe have $250,000 in debt for, for everything. And then suddenly a company like APRA, which I think has one doctor on the board, but you know, you can fact check me on that. I'm not sure, but a company like APRA, they can just strip their registration like that. That is ridiculous. That is, it's appalling. And that is such an attack on free speech that I don't think Australians should stand for. I think, I, I think that it's time that, you know, we saw the 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 interview that happens where a member of um, Pfizer came out and said oh, we had to work fast. And how fast did you have to work? Have to work? Well, at the speed of science. Okay, what's the speed of science? I think it's time for us to work at the speed of science. I think it's mm -hmm. time for Australians to work at the speed of science. And 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 in that nature. Science is curiosity. It's it's like it, it is to try to work out the truth and peer review and and keep each other in check. And I think it's time that we do that, and we do it, and we and we and we do it with back to them. I'm I'm I, I, like it's 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 absolutely appalling that it's happening to us. Let's flip the script. Let's get every single Australian to go. No, this is ridiculous. Our doctors 
care for us. They've taken an oath to care for us. And we want that to remain in place. So whoever is telling these doctors or our doctors to go with public confidence, first of all, make it very clear who decides what public confidence is. I'll eat my words if it turns out to be the entire public. But if it turns out to be an agency, let's make that, let's make let's bring that into the light. Let's let's put that straight under a spotlight and show it to everybody. Let's mm-hmm. let's find out who declares what public confidence is. Let's find out who is telling APRA what to do. And let's find out why APRA is deregistering doctors left, right, and center. I know that the narrative will say, well, it's because they're spreading misinformation. I'm sorry, that's not a good enough answer for me. I, I, that's not a good enough answer because I understand that there is misinformation. I understand there are conspiracy theories. I understand that people have many different belief systems. Science is not a belief system. Science is, is, is just a way of getting to the objective facts. Okay. Mm. So find that let's find out who's, who's deciding public confidence and let's call them out publicly and absolutely ruin them. Thank you. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And you know the misinformation that that whole thing has been has been a major a major problem so for example you know i've shared things sort of early on in the piece when this was happening and and called things out and you know said that even something as simple as natural immunity i've spoken about it was declared misinformation uh the benefits of vitamin d misinformation and now we all know that's absolutely fact fact mm. uh but yet they don't go back and say, oh, listen, we're going to uncensor your post and and apologize for essentially calling you a liar. Um, there's none of that. And and they don't fact check. I've noticed they don't fact check old posts. So when all those politicians and leaders came out at the beginning and said, you will not catch COVID if you've been vaccinated, yeah. they won't be fact checked. It, it's oh, only- I'm living proof that you can. I, I got double vax. The first vax sent me to hospital. The second vax sent me to hospital. Then I got COVID and called at 3.50 a.m., was gasping for breath and nearly dying and said to the ambulance, sorry, to the call triple zero and said, if you don't get to me now, I will die. Then I was thrown in a COVID ward for two weeks, crawling to the toilet to try to throw up and just like, it was awful. it It was probably like the darkest moment of my life. And um, I remember just no one would come to visit me. Or, or, and when they did, it was just, just in a hazmat suit. And I understand, but also at the same time, I would press the buzzer and no one would come, but I'd hear people laughing in the hallways. And then when I opened the door once, I heard an, a nurse yell out to me, shut the effing door, you're an effing biohazard. So... Oh. So if, if people want to say, I, I mean, I, I, I would have to look at what you, you know, the, the quote that you mentioned, which is that uh, if you get double vaxxed or vaxxed that you won't catch COVID, I have to look at that because I can't speak to it. Mm. But I can tell you firsthand, that's not true because I got double vaxxed and caught COVID and nearly died from it. No, which is the story with of so many people that, that you know, and, and Look, it wasn't just one person. I mean, you've had the president of the United States, Joe Biden, say that you've had countless people make those claims at the beginning. But I want to just quickly stop there and go back to your exactly what happened. So you had 
the Moderna vaccine. Now, did you wait? Because I know a lot of people were waiting for the Moderna uh, vaccine. They they weren't really sold on the AstraZeneca and the Pfizer. They wanted to wait for the Moderna because a lot of people had the idea that it was safer. Was um, is that was that your way of thinking? Honestly, at that point in time, I was just going with what I could get that was available because I thought I was doing the right thing by other humans. I wanted to, I didn't want anyone to um, catch COVID and I didn't want to spread it. And so I was, I believed in the science. I, I trusted that, I trusted that the Australian medical system was, uh, had, had the facts correct and had my back. So, so, okay, so you had the Moderna one, the first one, and you had, so what exactly happened after that first one? Um, so within the first three days, I started to feel numbness, pain, um, and slight paralysis in my hands and feet. I, I didn't understand what was going on. And then I, after another day or so, couldn't move my legs. So I texted a, a very world-renowned spinal surgeon, who I won't name, um, and um, I said what was going on. And the reply that I got was, I'm so sorry to say this, but if the symptoms you're telling me about are true, they can only be evidence of a catastrophic neurological failure. So, uh, and he said, get to the hospital now. So I went to the hospital and then that's where things started to decline quite rapidly. Uh, I remember quite distinctly having to walk around traffic cones in the hallway, of the hospital, and I was not able to do it. I was knocking them over. I mean, I, uh, a, a year or so before that I was flying fighter jets. <laughs> so, you know, to go from that to then not being able to walk in a straight line in a completely sober state is, uh, is quite the stark contrast. And yeah, so that happened. And then whilst that was happening, that's when I was advised to get a second vaccine. That's so, insane. So I got the second one. And I know people watching this show are probably going to say, well, I'm an idiot. And I understand there. I, I, to those who say that, I, I understand you know, the saying, as the saying goes, like, you know, fool, fool me once, fool me twice, you know. But, yeah, I was fooled twice. I admit to that. Um, and now it's caused permanent neuropathy. Uh, so all I can do now is live with what has happened and try my best to right a wrong. And if that means destroying my career, and profile in the process i don't care bring it on bring it on that's um that's what that's what i mean it's incredibly courageous i mean it's something to go through that but the fact that you've not only you've you've gone through that you've i guess accepted it and not only you've accepted it but you've got well i can tell by talking to you there's no hatred in your heart you're not angry at the world um no i was just i was just wrong and mm. I was, I was betrayed. Like I, I, I told my mom to get vaccinated and you know what? I, I won't even on this show say with a hundred percent confidence or 50% confidence 
don't get vaccinated. I won't say that. What I will say is this. Read my story, read it clearly, hear my words, and think rationally and critically before you make a decision like this. Because I was not given informed consent. And I think what flies straight over a lot of people's heads is a doctor's duty, and that is to provide informed consent. And that is to, and, and informed consent is not just, hey, sign this and off we go. It's to sit you down and say, these are the risks. This could happen. It's, it's rare. We've been told it's rare. But that didn't happen. Instead, everything got mandated. I couldn't fly to other countries like I would usually do for my job. So it just happened, like, so quickly. Um, informed consent didn't even come into the equation. So I... I you know, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't intend to scare people, but at the same time, I want to warn people that here in Australia, we aren't getting informed consent. And to anyone who is really watching this right now, get your consent forms from your pharmacy, look at them. They have to provide them to you. They legally have to provide them to you and check if if you've been injured look at those consent forms and see if they provided you the information that you deserved to be provided with because i wasn't and if you haven't been either bring it bring it bring it up bring it up to your health minister bring it up to the bureaucrats and the people that are endorsing this this vaccine um if yeah if you want to call it that how long did you wait between the first and the second shot? Um, only one month because I was told by the doctor in the hospital that if I didn't, if I didn't get the second vaccine, the first one would be redundant. Now, do you feel like there's, I guess, especially considering what you went through after the first one, I mean, is that not medical negligence to some degree? I mean, yeah. Were, 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 were they were they outright saying at the hospital like when you were going through what you went through? Were they saying no, no, it wasn't the vaccine. There's no way. It's were they blaming on something else? What was their opinion on that? Uh, well, I would probably answer your question with another question. If 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 you if you're a neurologist and you've got the title of that and you're an expert in your field and you see someone suffering from neuropathy, wouldn't it be a good idea to go on Google and just check that the medicine that you're telling them to get second time around, if it has a side effect of the very thing that the patient is presenting with? Um, I don't think I have to answer your question because I think that it's pretty obvious that that is negligent. I, yeah. I, I, I think that that is a lack of duty of care. That is uh that, that, that is to, you know, to, to tell someone to go and do something that is go that could potentially harm them with the same thing that they've already got. I, I, I it, 
it's almost laughable. It's it's almost a joke, isn't it? Well, well, it is. I mean, if you go to the doctor for, you know, let's just say that, I don't know, you've you got some illness and you go in for a, a, a course of antibiotics and then, you know, a day later you go back to the doctor and say, listen, I, since having these antibiotics, I've got a really, like a, a rash all over my body. They'll normally say, okay, well, um, stop taking them immediately and I'll give you a different type. Um you know, because obviously you're yeah. reacting badly to the first one. So here's another type and see how you go with those ones. So, but that's, it's a similar situation. I mean, you've clearly, clearly had, I don't know your past medical history, but by the sound of it, it's the first time you never had any issue like that in your life. I, I've never had um, any kind of medical drama before. I have, I've never had uh, anything that has, I, I, I've never had anything that has been debilitating. Like I say in many interviews, I've had to take medication to be able to do this interview. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it, it's, I had uh, a neighbor of mine's daughter, seven, seven years old, I think she was seven, um, taking the bins out with her dad a day after she had the Pfizer shot, um, have a heart attack while bringing the bins, bring the bins in, I think she, she had a heart attack. Um, and they ruled it down to stress, um, stress, school, school stress, and and uh, before, uh, sports. So I think she done um, competitive dancing or something. Yeah, stress from school and and from dancing. And I'm thinking, you know what? Like this is that's ridiculous. A seven year old children do not have heart attacks. I mean, we've seen that's just one example. There's been thousands of examples of athletes just dropping on fields. All this stuff is happening. You've only got to Google died suddenly. So, it's like the fact that people are the people like I think everyone must know doctors aren't stupid people. And as we said before, I think a lot of them are afraid to say, listen, this is exactly what's going on. This is why you're going through this. Yeah. So Chris, I really want um out of it's 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 such a pleasure to thank you so much by the way for talking to me and um we will continue to talk here but i want you to have a moment that we clip and I, this is this is something that i really think is important i want you to grab this point in time and if you can share it share this one sentiment to as many people as you can currently in australia in Queensland, a bill has passed that has wording changed very vaguely to public confidence. Now, I want every single person who reads this to question what is public confidence and who decides it. Find the answer to that. I need to know. I need to know. I want to know who decides public confidence. Because if it isn't you, if it, and I'm looking at the camera right now, if it isn't any of you watching this right now, if, if, if anyone in Queensland, anyone in Queensland right now has not had a piece of paper sent to them or an email asking you what your confidence level is at, then you haven't been given informed consent. You haven't been asked the question. So now raise the question, who decided public confidence? Because you didn't do it. If unless unless you did, let me know or let us know. But if you didn't, please ask the question: Who decided for you? For you, who decided your public confidence? And then, once we have that answer, let's get that answer and let's move that to where it needs to go, which is 
the health ministers of Australia and the bureaucrats, bureaucrats and the politicians and make it very clear this is not something that we had we decided on. We, this is not our public confidence. This is not confident. We, we we weren't confident in that, or we weren't even asked the question. So who wrote that into legislation? Who wrote that? Ask that mm. question. And 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 please, I will eat my words. If 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 this if this clip that you're taking from this video goes out and and everyone says, oh, actually, I I did write that I was confident in it and all of that. Sure. I'll eat my words. I'll, I'll come back on your show and I will make a public apology and I will say, I'm so sorry. I was wrong. But if I'm, if, but, but if I'm not wrong and, and you, and you didn't decide or get the right to decide, ask the question who chose what you're confident in and did they have the right to decide that you were confident in it? Do you think that it's fair that someone else decides what you're confident in when it comes to your doctor-patient relationship? And if not, then that's something to absolutely, by orders of magnitude, expand and, and, and move and share to everyone you can, and not just to, to the people, because we don't want to create an echo chamber, get it to parliament get it to your health ministers get it to get it to the people who need to see it because you know what speaks louder than secrecy and 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 money and hate love love speaks louder love is what will win this and i i, I promise you if you if if and, and sorry chris i'm not talking to you i'm i know i sound loud i'm no, talking I'm, I'm talking to your followers love and leading with love is the only way to win hearts over. Getting angry at the people around you won't help. Getting angry at your next door neighbor for disagreeing won't help. But asking the right question with love will help. And compassion and empathy. And the ones that pointed fingers at you and called you crazy. I know it hurts. I understand that hurts. And I can only imagine. I feel sorry for you. And... I, 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 I can't stress enough how much it, you know, people have gone through, but it's time now for everyone to decide and come together and, 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 and go who decided for us, what our public confidence is, because that's written into legislation. And if you buy it, Chris, if you have any doubts about this, I'll send you the legislation after this podcast and I, uh, you can have people look into it, share it. Uh, I, I think it's very important that we have a call to action. Otherwise, you and I are just going to be discussing, mm. you know, topics. Mm. But if we if we don't have a call to action here, then what's the point? We need to, we need we need to move at the speed of science. Yeah, we we Absolutely. the people we the people are going to move at the speed of science, mm. and at the speed of love. Yeah, love is 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 important, and you know what else? I think people underestimate how powerful we all are when we unite. That's that's something that's been overlooked. We are so powerful, and look, that's the reason why they they they're trying to divide us on every, whether it be religion, sexuality, left or right, you know, race. They try to divide us because they they know when we're united, we're an 
we're incredibly powerful. Yeah. And that's where I think a lot of people need to and and you know, you know, we we need to have each other's backs because the people at the top don't have our backs, clearly. So we need to work together and what I'll do, I will um I'll I'll pass that on. I'll send it to I don't know if you know Samir, Samir Bunga. He's a, a solicitor who's all over this. He's been all over it from day one. Um, he's a good mate of mine. I'll get him to look into this and hopefully he can ask some questions to the right people and get some answers. I want you to, sp- I just want you to spread this to everyone you can. Um, and you made a very good point about religion and politics. And I want, I want to speak slightly to that. Please keep, I, how do I word this? Everybody has different beliefs. Everybody has different political opinions and those opinions can divide us. And there, it has been tried and tested for centuries by leaders to divide and conquer. That's how they win. They divide the army and they conquer, but we're going to do the opposite. Okay. We're going to we're going to do this like Neo did it in the Matrix. We're going to win with love, and the way we win with love is by putting politics aside, and we're going to put religion aside. We're going to. That doesn't mean to dismiss those. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that those beliefs are bad, and I'm not saying that um, politics are bad. What I'm saying is that if you if you love mankind and your fellow human beings then try to find the common denominator, try to find the common traits that you have with them and team up with them. And if you have love in your heart, try to ignore the political differences that you have. And remember that medicine and healthcare is not political and it's not religious. It's your basic human right. So it's time to unify now. It's time to band together and it's time to, forgive the ones that were divided against you, including me. I'm sorry that I in the past have said certain things. And I also wish forgiveness from you. And I also hope that you will do the same for the people that may have been quite, quite harsh. Now is the time that we really have to show love and compassion. Now is the time that we have to show the ones above us that love will win this and love is the only way to win this. And what, and, and the people that are driven by money and power, good on them and good luck because love will destroy everything and the truth will prevail. Yeah. And you know what? I think we, I, I truly believe that we're headed in the right direction. Um, I'm, I'm saying that a lot just through what I'm seeing online and comments from people and a lot of people who, you know, were pushing it and, and, you know, calling out people that didn't want to get vaccinated and, and calling them names and, and carrying on. Those people are now apologizing. The more that's coming out, the more people are starting to come out. So listen, not everyone, because some people, and I understand some people, it's hard for them to admit they were wrong or misled. I get that, but I'm starting to see a lot of people now come out and say, listen, um, I was, you know, fooled like everyone else. I'm sorry, uh, you know, for the people that I'd, you know, hammered um, over it. Um, and I think that's starting to happen now 
a lot more. And I think it's going to, it's definitely pushing us in the it's, right direction. It's okay to be, it's, <clears throat> it's okay to say I was, I was wrong. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. I mean, that's how we learn. That's how we grow. And, you know, I'd rather if, if someone is happy to say, listen, I was wrong. I apologize. I shouldn't have done this, that, or whatever. Um, you know, your respect for that person jumps up immensely. Yeah. As, as opposed to someone who you know were wrong and, and they know that you know that they were wrong, but yet they're still going, nah, nah, just being arrogant about it. Um, how you can't respect somebody like that. How can you respect someone like that? So yeah. it, it is a good thing. And I, I feel like we're moving in the right direction. And and we always the people always have a way of winning. So tell me, uh, um, have you found I know you're the mentally asking me questions. Are you right? Uh, what if what has been some of the hardest things for you to overcome? Uh, in your, well, obviously you're a seeker of truth and you, you are a compassionate person and you care for other people. What is something that has tested you the most? Um, it was tested me the most. I think the way that I was the treatment of, of not so much myself, I can handle myself and I can manage, but my children and, my wife who were, we all looked at like, well, we're kicked out of society essentially. And, and one mm. thing that really sticks to me and, and really um, I didn't realize at the time how much it would affect me, but even now, now I realize that it really did take a toll on me and was when we weren't allowed to go into stores to buy our children clothing or bedding or, you know, when, when they allowed, you know, the vaccinated people to go back into society and go about their business. Um, I wasn't worried about eating at restaurants. I wasn't worried about going to the pub. I wasn't what, but when they said, sorry, you can't come in and you can't buy your children clothing. You were made to feel, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like you were made to feel like you weren't part of society. Um, yeah, that's how I felt, which, you know what, truthfully, I was okay with most of it. Um, I just accepted them, you know, didn't phase me, but it was when it started impacting my family and my wife and my children. Yeah. Uh, that's when it really got to me. And, and you know what, seeing my children miss out on so much school and so much fun and, you know, playgrounds closed and having their childhoods essentially destroyed, um, for, for the last few years was very tough. Um, and you know, being a father, you, you, you know, you want to, Normally you can, you can do things and you can help them, but you're essentially, you're powerless. So that was very hard to accept that. And so for the sake of people watching um, that have been in your position, and this helps me learn, uh, I'm sorry if I'm out, I, I shouldn't. I, no, you're right. It's good. Your show. Um, do, did you find that, it was the people like that people turned on people or did you, was there something in you that said that they the people were misguided or they weren't, they did just didn't know. Um, I think it was, look, there was, there was a, a few different, I couldn't just say one thing cause there's various but, reasons, but, but I mean, pot potentially a combination, I imagine. Like a, co a combination of people because that were... because when someone gets indoctrinated to a certain extent, which is not scientific, um, when someone gets told like with complete 
arrogance, you know, that they're right. And then they push that on you and they stop calling you names or pushing you out of, like you said, out of uh, get buying clothes for your kids. I can't, I can't imagine how much that would hurt. That, that sounds brutal. I, I don't, I don't have children, but I, I mean, man, like that, that's, that's just, um, that's not the world that human beings deserve to live in. We deserve human beings deserve love and compassion, and and we we need to see each other as individuals and base base our care for individuals on on their on their merit and on their how how they treat others. Uh, I know I know it's very cheesy, but the golden rule, you know, like to treat others how you wish to be treated. Um, I can understand that that would be really painful. Yeah, it was, it was definitely tough. And I mean, I had, you know, I lost uh, my job. I was, you know, wasn't allowed to to work due to the fact that I was unvaccinated. And that's something that I loved doing. I was, you know, um, working mental health. So I was just, obviously, people have heard this, but you haven't. So I, I was yeah. working, um, transitioning long-term uh, mental health patients out of, uh, mental health facilities, long-term mental health facilities, uh, back into the community, getting them back to sort of living as, I guess, as normal as they possibly can. Wow. Uh, I've done that for years. Um, I've done a lot of study um, to get to where I was, and I ended up in a management role managing, you know, 15 to 20 staff members, and everything was going great. And then just to have that stripped away and then, uh, you know, being told that you no longer have the right uh, to provide for your family unless you get this shot, something that I did not want. And I was adamant about that from the beginning. Mm. I did not want it. And I and people need to remember that it wasn't coming from a place of arrogance or pride. It was coming from a place of I'm having conversations with world-renowned oh. expert doctors who are telling me, don't do it. And so, even in, and even if, so, sorry for, I'm sorry for interjecting. Um, no, no, you're right. Even, even if it wasn't coming from world-renowned doctors, it was potentially coming from a place of skepticism, healthy skepticism, which is science in itself. Like right. to be, to be, to question everything. Um, obviously, there are you know rules to that. Like you know, I'm not going to question if I jump off my balcony, I'm probably going <laughs> to probably going to splat. But yeah. but you know, when it comes to something as complex as what we're talking about that healthy skepticism is what progresses science. And you, it sounds to me like you were treated like you weren't able, you were not able to have it, to even be allowed to speak or think differently. Since when has, has it been a crime to think differently or to have to, or to disagree? And it sounds to me like this has caused a lot of emotional damage to not just you, but to many. And, yeah. and, and on behalf of, I mean, I can't speak for others, but for me actually. So just for someone that was, that is, I'm still pro evidence-based science, but I really emphasize evidence-based because I need to make it clear that science is not a dogmatic system. Science is a tool um but on behalf of the people that believed 
in the science or, or that, 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 that just blindly trusted that, that the systems in place had our best interests at heart. I was one of those people that had, I, I, I would look at people not getting vaccinated and I would say, what, what are they doing? Like, come on, you know? But, but then, then it then I get it, and look what happened to me. <laughs> I get all get I got I got all kinds of messed up. But um, uh, and look, it, it takes. There's definitely some people out there that were um who didn't want the vaccine, and and you know they were quite luckily a very small minority of people who were, you know, wishing harm on others who got it. Like we told you that you shouldn't have had it because look what happened to you. And those people, you know, fuck those people. I've no, those people, they're like, it's not every part of their life is like that. They're just angry, miserable, I guess, uh, misguided mm. human beings. And you're going to get them. Oh. doesn't matter what you do. They're going to be in every society, but the majority I, I, of people did never like what happened to you to me is an absolute, it's a tragedy. It, it really is. It, well, it's, I would say, let's turn this tragedy around. It's not a tragedy. It's a, uh, it's, it's quite a miracle because, because I'm, I'm, I'm alive and kicking and I'm, 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 I'm not, uh, I mean, you know, maybe if things went sideways, I'd be dead, but I, it didn't happen. And I, and I'm here, I am to talk with you. So a bit but to those who have, to a spitting the ones who are spitting venom and to have the ones that have vitriol and, and hatred in their hearts. Uh, I also implore them to think about this, to think about, you know, we we're, we're, we're born human beings. We're born alone and we die alone. We, we, are, we, we're just living on this tiny blue dot, together and we're always learning and we're always trying to work things out and 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 people laugh at me all the time they say i'm annoying for saying that love will win but you know what this time it's going to and if if i if i have anything to do with it i will make it happen i am not backing down and i have i hope that the people that that are spitting venom at you or at anyone can find it in their hearts to think, to take a moment to take some deep breaths and think, why am I this angry? Who caused it? Why is it so important to me to be angry about it? Dial back the emotion for a moment, dial back the, the, yeah, the hatred and, 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 and look at, look at it from the perspective downwards of, wait a minute, we've, we might've been lied to, mm. we might, we might've been lied to, and I could be wrong. They could be wrong. We could be wrong, but that's science. That's what we want. Yeah. We want, we want, we want everyone like you and like me and everyone else to be able to get on a call like this and say, I disagree. And, and, and to smile while we say it, you know, if you tell, if you tell me something that I think is wrong, I'll tell you, I'll say, I mean, I like, I, I, don't, I don't know if I agree with that, but, 
but uh, I'm not going to say like f you for it <laughs> and you know what no. if i did if, and if we're in the same room you'd probably be able to snap me in half based on what i can see so <laughs> but 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 that's not um that's not the way we should go about our lives we should be we should be now forming a community where we have nothing but just pure just pure love in our hearts and and if we do that I, and I know we, I know we can, and I, I really know we can. Yeah. And don't can I, can I, can yes. I say something there? It, it's yeah. you know what one thing that looked at many good things came from it was that you did see, look, you have to experience some dark times in order to appreciate light. Like you have to go through rainy days to appreciate the sun when it comes back out, and that's what it was like. You know when we were sort of kicked out of society, and you know we couldn't do anything. You know there was a few. I'm not going to mention them obviously because you know they shouldn't have done it but you know there was a few cafes and and restaurants and and stores that would let us in you know they'd say oh listen come back in half an hour and I'll, I'll let you through and you know you've seen that humanity come out in people where they they, yeah. they it's their job they have to obviously enforce it because it's their job and I can probably get that but you did see those people who said listen you know what it's not right so just you know come back in 10 minutes or 30 minutes. I had, I had people that own cafes and restaurants message me privately on, on Instagram and um, listen, bring you and your family in and, and come have dinner here. And um, you know, a few times we went and, and they didn't even let me pay for it. They're like, no, no, no. It's, it's because they understand that we're all in it together in the sense where I was fulfilling an important role at the time of getting, you know, messages like this out to people and, and letting the experts speak and giving people, you know, the other side of the story and, and, uh, you know, it was nice to see that humanity shine through those dark times as well. So it wasn't all bad. Don't get me wrong. It definitely wasn't all bad. Um, just very disappointing. And, it's it, you know, in a society now, it shocked me. I mean, I'd like to think that we're an extremely progressive society. I mean, you look yeah. at how we are now compared to 30 years ago and you think, well, we're incredibly progressive on every, almost every single issue. But yet look at the way certain people were treated last year i know i know i know i and and you know your story it just it breaks my heart hearing it um it breaks my heart to think that a human being would treat another human being like this and i will openly admit that uh like i i've i i don't i don't think i've ever I, I, I mean, I'll, again, I'll eat my words if someone finds it. Uh, but I, 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 I was one of those pro just get vaxxed. Like, come on, because, you know, I was so scientifically, like just so trusting in the scientific method. But what I, what I lost was the scientific method and then the people who are controlling the scientific method. So yeah, that's you know, important it, to note that yes, that that's the they're they're that they're, they're the fundamental differences mm. because you have you have like just like I said earlier in this you have cooking mm. and then you have the chef and you can have good food but if you have an evil chef you don't blame cooking mm. so I, I I I was I was one of those people who had it was I, I was so just you know what that this is what the science says so therefore 
I'm right and they're wrong. And I have learned since then that it's not binary. It's nuanced. And there is, and things aren't black and white. I used to think that way. I used to think there was just this side and this side. But the longer that we do that, the more harm we're going to do to each other as human beings. And the more that we can find common ground between those two and go, wait a minute, like, I see where they're coming from and they can see, well, I see where they're coming from. We can find common ground. The more we can do that, the more we can unite. And and I really hope that this podcast reaches enough people so that we can unite because I want to be the bridge between the ones that were unheard. I, I was, I was wrong. I was a, a victim of the system, but that system didn't take me out. And now I'm here to speak for everybody. And I hope that we can, I hope that we can unite and, and I hope that we can, we can make a difference. And that, yeah, to go, I, I sound like a broken record, but to go back to what the way we can make a difference is to, is to look at these, at the wording in the legislation and to ask that question, who decides public confidence? Who, who, what are we confident in? Ask, you know, we have to start with the questions. We have to start from scratch. We have to, we have to go, we have to stop pointing fingers at each other. Um, I, I have to say sorry to the ones that I believe were wrong. And I think that with hopefully with forgiveness and love, the people that might have been hurt by things that I've, I've said or done can see me in a different light. And I hope that they can step up in a way that I, whilst understanding that they're extremely hurt, Mm. that, 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 that hurt is not going to, it's not going to unite us. And, and, and it's, it's the unification of us as, as human beings, as Australians, and as people, it's time that we that we all shake hands, give each other a big hug, and turn our attention towards who divided us. Absolutely. And, and we need to find that out. I, I, I'm not going to make the claim that I know who divided us, but I know that we were divided. Mm. I know that we I know that we got divided. So it's time that we all take our lenses off each other and move them to who, who did that? Why? For what reasons? You stated earlier that money was a, was a leading factor. Um, I think that's a pretty much a, a, a correct statement when it comes to anything in, in business. Uh, so I think it's time that we, that we, the people show that they 
and they in brackets or whatever you want to call it are outnumbered mm, absolutely well listen i've mate, i've got really nothing to add to that it, it's it's perfectly said and and again it's you're doing an incredible thing i mean you could have let them beat you and but instead you've you've come back by the sound of it stronger determined to to get to the bottom of it and and hopefully you know do the right thing by you know using your own experience to help everybody so it's an extremely noble thing a courageous thing and and tyson mate i'd like to thank you for sharing your story here and we'll absolutely we'll definitely keep in touch and i will definitely post that question you asked and i'll make sure it gets out there and hopefully we can get an answer to it please do um, yeah and and um i'll share some links as well uh, to that article you said on, on Substack with uh, Dr. Malone and people can have a read of that as well. Uh, but Tyson, thank you very much for being, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, I, uh, bless. I hope that you have a beautiful evening and I, I really appreciate you spending this much time with me. It, it It's, it's honestly, it's heartwarming. Thank you. Right, Tyson, thank you very much, mate.